Welcome to the Hometown Hero Outdoors Podcast. All right, good evening. We're on episode two of the Hometown Hero Outdoors Podcast. Last episode, we introduced all the founders. In this episode, we're introducing the rest of the board members. We've got Chris Ehrman, Jeff Carroll, and Alan Larimore here. So it's going to be a good show, and we'll just kick kick it right off. Uh, we'll have Chris Ehrman introduce himself. Uh, thanks, Dan. So, yeah, my name is Chris Ehrman. I'm currently the treasurer for Hometown Hero Outdoors. Um, started out as field staff in 2017 and been through every position since. I was Minnesota State Director, then promoted to the board, and now I'm the now I'm the treasurer. Awesome. And you're in the Army, correct? What did you do in the Army? I was uh, infantry, mortarman. We, we we won't give you any hard time about being being eleven Charlie and not eleven Bravo, but sure. Uh, and then you got a girlfriend, full time job, and then you you devote a, a pretty hefty amount of time to to doing the the work of the treasurer, right? That's right, about thirty hours a week. Awesome. So for from a treasurer position on top of my forty hours for my full time job. So awesome, I like it. And then what's your what what's the the favorite your favorite thing to do in the in the outdoors? Man, that's a that's a tough one. Uh, I like to do really put you know, really do a bit of everything, but I guess my favorite thing to do is fish, uh, specifically uh, pelagic sport fishing. So I like to go after go after the big fish out in the ocean. So yep, there there we go. All right, we'll we'll move it on down to down to Jeff Carl. Jeff, you want to inter- introduce yourself? Yeah, thanks, Dan. Uh, my name is Jeff Carl, and I am in North Dakota. I am currently the trip director for Hometown Hero Outdoors. Started out in 2018 as a field staff, then moved up to state director, and then got moved on up to the board. Awesome. And what and what what did you do in the military? I was a carpenter, 51 Bravo. All right. You got a, you got a family anyone that you want to anything else about you that you want to share uh, I've got a wife of uh, 20 years this month got a oh, daughter in college I got a daughter in high school and a couple of dogs and my favorite outdoor thing because that's your next question is to uh, I'm a fisherman through and through fisherman specifically what, walleye. what do you what do you fish for mostly walleye Mostly walleye. All right. Soft water, hard water, doesn't matter. Oh, over over there in North Dakota, you guys got some pretty good walleye fishing, right? I'd say it's some of the best in the country, yeah. Some of the best in the country. Awesome. So if you're ever around North Dakota, make sure to bring your pole with and do some fishing. I know the, the Minnesota boys, Chris and Alan, are probably going to argue that Minnesota's better walleye fishing than, than North Dakota, but... Uh, probably not. I, I don't think I would... I don't think I would argue that. No, no. Minnesota is a wonderful country. Don't get me wrong, but um, I'm not going to argue that it's the best. All right, Alan, you're you're up. Say save What's the best up? for last, right? Oh yeah, for sure. So I'm Alan Laramore. Uh, I took over the secretary position back in April. I was I came on in field staff. 
Can't hear you, Alan. Can Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you now. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I was on field staff, took over as an event coordinator for Minnesota, and then got promoted to the state lead for Minnesota, and now on the board as secretary. Awesome. And you were you were in the Air Force, right? I was. I started out as a comms guy, and I ended up as a heavy equipment operator. And that's what I do for work now. So. Yeah, you got you got a family, or uh, everyone just le- leaves out the the family part of their life. Yeah, yeah. I got wife. She's also uh, prior Air Force, and two kids, Molly and Miles. They're nine and four. My Miles Miles is a is a riot. Oh, he's something. Yeah. We'll call and, then, and then you 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 do a little little extra extra competition barbecue stuff on the side, don't you? Yeah, that uh I guess as far as my outdoor stuff, I was a fisherman, but the barbecue stuff is kind of taken over and haven't had my boat out yet this year, which is kind of sad, but uh the barbecue stuff's been fun. Uh it's it's been a a real good hobby for the whole family. Molly's involved with it. She does kids competitions and it's been fun. It's been fun to incorporate it into HHO as well. Yeah, you you've got a pretty pretty awesome event that you do there and there in Eagle Bend, which we can we can touch on here in a little, little bit. Um but yeah, that's that that's the introductions for you know the the rest of our, our board of directors. So the the seven of us total that that the the four that you met last episode and the three this episode um so kind of kind of talking about you know why you guys got involved with hho you know as early as you did you know start started out as a brand new organization i know i know chris ehrman you've got a pretty pretty awesome story about you know what what got you started um but and, and you feel feel free to jump in and kind of kind of go over what what made you get involved well when i got out of the service i was Man, I was just looking for something to, to get involved with, you know, to to keep giving back, right? To to help the community, and I really wasn't sure what that was, um, but I had stopped at a few other organizations along the way uh, before I before I found HHO, and HHO actually kind of came to me. I was actually on the city bus heading into work, and I got a notification that. I had been added to this group called Hometown Hero Outdoors, and I'm like, well, what the heck is this? So checked it out, and I thought, man, this is it. So I started, you know, just getting involved, and next thing you know, I was asked to be field staff, and here I am today. Yeah, and, you know, you've done, done a pretty awesome job. I know when, you know, you're, you're state director there in Minnesota, and then, you know, when we brought you on as a treasurer, you know, we kind of – you know, being, being a new newer organization still at that point. I mean, even even now we're we're pretty new. You know, we we didn't really give you much guidance, and then you kind of took took your position and ran with it. I think you've done a done a pretty amazing job. You know, making sure that we we stay on track with our finances, and you know that's that, that's one of the most important things to is to be able to show our our donors and everything. You know, exactly where the money's going to, and that you know ensuring that what they do give is is going directly towards our mission. Um, yeah, I couldn't agree more. During 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 our banquet, you you had mentioned mentioned about how much what the percentage is that goes goes directly towards our mission. Do you, do you remember that number off the off the top of your head? Ninety five percent. Ninety five percent. 
Yeah. And by by chance, do you, you you know how much like on average other organizations? Go well, the the threshold that you strive to meet is eighty percent. So that's that's kind of the the benchmark that a nonprofit wants to hit as far as money going back into their mission is eighty percent. And a lot of them do, and some don't. Yeah. So, so and ours ours is probably actually much higher than than ninety five percent. I mean, I could probably objectively argue that it's closer to a hundred percent, but I still haven't. Uh, finished crunching the numbers and doing our for our 990 and financial report for for last year um, to to confirm it. So I don't want to yeah don't yeah, want to put that out there just yet. Yep, definitely. And then Jeff, what's the you know kind of your your reason for getting involved with HHO and you know you you moved from from field staff up to the North Dakota State Director and then you know eventually onto the board as the, the trip director. Um, you know, what, what, what was your reason for, you know, first getting involved with the organization and then, you know, wanting to continue to progress up the ladder? Sure. So, um, I didn't get involved with any organizations for quite a while, uh, after leaving the military and I was, I was in the guard. So it was kind of, it wasn't a big transitional period for me. You know, I was always a civilian. Um, but I, I did become pretty heavily involved in the VFW and it was, it, VFW is an excellent organization and they do a lot of good for us. Um, what I felt, and I, I even and climbed the ladder to, to being a, a post commander. And what I found was that it wasn't necessarily fulfilling to me personally. Uh, I was looking for a little bit more. And I just, not that I didn't fit in, because I did, I met a lot of good friends, but it was time to move on. And, and so I started looking at organizations that, that had to do with my interests and the outdoors kind of encompasses it all, really. So I reached out, yeah, I reached out to you, Dan, and, and you funneled me back towards our, our state director at the time. And he brought me on as field staff, one of the first few in North Dakota over here, because we were just starting out. And then uh, it was about a year and a half, and he felt it was time to move on. So he wanted to hand the reins over to somebody who could handle it, and that was me. So, Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think when, when you were in North Dakota, you did a pretty awesome job, you know, taking, taking that state to the next level. And then, you know, with the, the skills that you had from being the, the VFW post commander, you know, you, you're able to transfer a lot of that to, to HHO and then, you know, I, there's been, you know, especially early on when, when you came on as field staff and then state director, I think you'd call me, call me probably like three, four times a week with, with these crazy ideas that of stuff, stuff I'd never even heard of. And you you know, run those by me usually late night after, after a couple of beers. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, but as far as the board goes, I mean, I, I saw a need. I knew I could step up and fill it. And I'm just honored that you guys chose me to do it. Yeah, definitely. And we'll we'll get into the the trip stuff here here in a little bit. So okay. we won't we won't ask that question yet. But definitely going to want to talk about you know how how you've seen the trips and stuff go. You know before we we close this this episode out at some point. Yeah. Um. So Alan, what's your your story? Why why did you 
get involved with HHO, you know, was you, you obviously started out as just some, a, a member going out on trips and then, then climbed the, the ladder, if you will. Yeah. So I actually found out about HHO through Chris Ehrman. Uh, him and I were out on a trip with another organization, Muskie Mission Complete. We were spent a weekend up on Leech Lake with them guys, and Chris and I just seemed to hit it off right away and became good friends. And I'd say a month or so later, he added me to the HHO group. And then later that uh, year, uh, there was a trip that came up that was close to me for ice fishing, and Chris was going on it and they had a couple openings. So I hopped in and found out what the organization was all about. And I was like, Hey, this pretty decent group of people here. I could get down with them. So, uh, continued, uh, kind of as a member there for a bit. And then after the first of the year, that year, uh, Minnesota was looking to expand and add some field staff members. So I volunteered as field staff and, the rest is kind of history. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. And, you know, like, like like the other two, you know, as as you moved up in the leadership roles, you you did a pretty fantastic job. You know, I think I think your your skill set, you know, and, and you able to lead lead the people, you know, in that in that state. And then, you know, as, as you continue as onto the secretary role, played a played a huge part in, you know, Minnesota's success when, once you guys all took over for for Chris, 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 left some pretty big shoes for everyone to fill. I'd say. When, That's when not running the trail. We got to pump the brakes and talk Chris up. We're, we're talking Chris up over here way too much here. You can give that guy a bigger head than what he's got. Okay, we got three quarters. So, so you're saying we yeah. got to try to keep keep him hum, humble a little bit? A little bit. Well, no, it's, well, it's been a lot of fun, Chris. Chris definitely helped me when I took over that role and trying to figure everything out. Um, it was a, a different ball game compared to being staff. I mean, there's a lot more behind the scenes stuff that goes into leading a state and then even more I'm finding out at the board level. So, yeah. I, I know we, we probably ask you guys to do way too much paperwork with a, a couple Excel sheets and some, some emails every once in a while, but I, I, I think that's I, I think that's one of the one of the biggest biggest catches that, that we run into with you know bringing on when we bring on new new state leadership and stuff you know getting used to the, all the all the paperwork some of the some some folks aren't the best with with the the internets so and we got we got Chris our IT guy talk, talk Chris up again I know but <laughs> I appreciate all the kind words I do yeah. thank you. We got Chris, the IT guy, and then Alan, the the dirt mover. But yeah, and then you know, since since we got got Alan's Alan on the mic right now, you know, what's what what's one of the the biggest accomplish accomplishments that you think that you've you've been involved with, or and or you know, the organization as a whole that you've seen? Oh man, I mean. Seeing Minnesota grow to what it's it's become and the whole organization, I mean, being there early on, it's it's fascinating. I think everyone will agree that uh, their co-founders there that 
what's been done here in just a few short years is amazing. But as far as myself, uh, going back to the barbecue stuff, I guess that barbecue event that we do in Eagle Bend, that's, uh, that's been awesome to see that, that grow as well. Our first year was 2019 with that, and we had 25 members show up and just basically give them a crash course in the competition barbecue. That's how I got started in it. And then we had to skip the COVID year, and then we came back last year, and we we bumped up to 40 members. And then this year we had just over 50 uh, total members there. And to watch that grow and see what it's become has just been amazing. Yeah, I think, you know, that – that barbecue class, so all all four of us that, that are on here went to the went to this most recent one back in um, what is the the end of April, right? That, yeah. that you that you held that one. Um, I, I think it was pretty fantastic to see the the town of Eagle Bend and then the then the all the barbecue competition teams you know come together and show. It was what fifty people or so that was out there. Yeah, yeah, we had just over 50 members. Uh, we had some of the local law enforcement members that were on duty. They got to stop in and grab lunch, and then they all took back, you know, plates for everyone that was on staff, you know, that may be working dispatch or stuck behind a desk, something like that. So we also yeah. got to serve those folks as well. I, I don't think I've ever seen so much food get cooked <laughs> and, and in so such, a, su- such a small room. It, it, it stretched from one one side of the room to the other, and people were getting seconds, thirds, taking stuff home with them. You couldn't even you couldn't even see the countertops. There was so many, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. many trays of food. Yeah, so it's unbelievable. It it is unbelievable, and the best part about it, I mean, that that stuff's all donated. We've had some amazing sponsors that get behind us for this event and help out. So um, it doesn't cost hho anything to put this event on and we just got to get the folks there and outside of hho it's also given our members a chance to do something to give them another outlet um we've had you know myself i became a competition cook so that gives me a different avenue to relieve stress and get out and meet new folks and then we've had a few that have become certified judges now. So we're getting them into a different uh, group of folks to interact with. And I've heard positive things out of that. So it's yeah. fun to see it grow and see people get out and do something that they normally wouldn't do. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I, I know for me, you know, it's, it's, it's made my, my choices and meats that I cook way more expensive than what I was spending. <laughs> yeah. So. That's a fact. For sure. Um, hey, Alan, I got a question. I know. Yes, uh, you- I would, yes, if I were cooking a buffalo or a bison brisket, I would inject it. Yes. Well, first of all, it's bison, but okay. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I know Eagle Bend had a little bit of weather here last week. How's how's everybody doing? Yeah, so uh, on Memorial Day, they got hit with a tornado there. Um. Kind of went uh, through part of downtown. Eagle Bend's not a very small town. I talked with Steve a few days ago. Um, there's uh, no power in town. 
Um, haven't heard from him here in the last, I'd say, 36 hours or so. But the community is coming together just like they do for us. And then all the other towns around there coming in. And um, I believe Steve actually, he was scheduled to do a contest out in Huron, South Dakota this weekend. And for those who don't know Steve Wisher, he's the, the gentleman who, it was his idea to start this competition barbecue class for HHO. But uh, anyways, he was scheduled to do a contest and he actually took his meat from that contest and I believe he cooked it all up and he served it to the volunteers um, that came into town to help out. I know Andy uh, Schaff from uh, Tap and Bucket, or excuse me, Sugar Shack Barbecue, he, he went into Eagle Bend and cooked on Tuesday, I believe, for the volunteers there. So it was nice to see some of the folks that helped out with the HHO barbecue. Um, they're going in to show some support for the city and helping them get back on their feet. Yeah, that, that's pretty, pretty terrible thing that happened, but, you know, awesome that the community kind of comes together. I know that that, that community up there seemed, seemed like a very tight-knit community. Um, Absolutely. And then any, anyone from that, from that event that you want to want to give a shout out to, I know, I know, you know, at, after the event was over, you guys, you, you guys received a, received a donation when you're at the Minnesota in May barbecue competition, right? Yeah. So, uh, we have, uh, Terry, uh, tech, tech outs, tech outs. Uh, I can't pronounce that last name quite right, but, uh, she is one of our members and her father passed away, um, last year, I believe it was. And Terry was looking for, something to keep her mind kind of occupied and she came to our barbecue event and she was one of the members who became a certified judge and Perry and her mother, they donated uh, $5,000 this year to keep barbecue boot camp going uh, for years to come. So Steve and I are looking at ways to uh, how we're going to use that to build our event even bigger next year. And then also uh, Steve Utch, his family donated uh, as well to that. So thank you to those folks for, for those generous donations. It's, uh, it's just amazing to see how much people appreciate that. Yeah. And that, that, that money will definitely go to, you know, make, make that event bigger and better than, than what it was. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully get some people some pretty cool, cool things to walk away with. I think that's that's one of the things that we talked about doing for next year. Yeah, wouldn't wouldn't be surprised if uh, some of the folks that have attended maybe end up on a barbecue team at some point, and maybe there's a HHO barbecue team out there ripping it up, uh, travel around, win, winning some competitions. Yeah, sweet. Well, on that note, let's. Anything else that you want to add to about anything else before we move on to to Jeff or Chris? Yeah, well, let them guys have it for a bit. All right, so let's do. We're gonna save Chris for the last one since he went first to introduce himself. So, Jeff, what what's your favorite memory accomplishment with HHO? And then we'll we'll ask some questions about some of the trips. 
I guess my favorite memory would probably, I mean, everybody, I think all of us have our own annual trip that we do. And mine has been a nice fishing trip out on Devil's Lake. And that's just, it's fun to put it on every year. Um, it's a little bit different on my end because I get to see all the trips, you know, that we do um, before they happen. I know what's going to happen. You know, I know they're coming. So I don't know. This is just, uh, it, everything is is so different across the board that, it's hard to pinpoint just one thing, but for me personally, it'd be my ice fishing trips on Devil's Lake. So you muted yourself there, Dan. Well, there we go. So ice ice fishing on Devil's Lake, um, and then for for things that that you see as a trip director, uh, let's let's kind of talk about some of the successes that you see, you know, across the the 26 different chapters, you know, obviously we don't need to go through each, each one, but, you know, kind of the, the pockets of success that you've seen since, since you took over as a trip director. Right. So, I mean, going back to the beginning, you know, we've got our, our Mille Lacs launches that have just been successful every single time we do it. And that just, it's amazing to me to watch, to watch that happen. Um, there's uh it's so diverse. As we add new states, the the diverse trips that that happen. Um, adding adding Texas was a big deal uh, because they brought a whole new whole new part of the world or part of the country for for different kinds of trips. You know, we we'd never done hog hunting before, and all of a sudden we're hog hunting in Texas or uh, you know those exotics with the Cisco D ranch that we've hooked up with. Um, Colorado's been doing well. They've done some a couple elk trips. Uh, Montana now has got a, a big elk trip going. Uh, you got Chris's sturgeon sturgeon trips that are up there in uh, what is that St. Louis River or St. St. Croix? St. Croix. That picture right there with Columbia River. Okay. Um, and now, you know, New England's got some, some new stuff popping. They've got some offshore stuff going with some very well-known, um, TV personality, uh, fishing people. I'm sure you'll see those come up. Um, but everybody's, it seems like the trip directors are, are looking for creativity or not the trip directors, the, the state directors are, are breeding some creativity. Um, you know, we've, we've done some horseback riding recently, which is something new. Um, yeah, I think, I think I actually had someone comment the other day about, you know, doing, doing the things outside the outdoor stuff outside of, you know, just hunting and fishing. Um, yep. They, they really enjoyed seeing that we're doing, you know, the horseback riding, the, the foraging, the the going to the gun ranges. Um, I, I know that that one that Team Minnesota did in, I, I think it was in Wisconsin that they actually did it. But they they got to go shoot a bunch of like fully automatic weapons and stuff. Yeah, I just watched that video today. That looked like a blast. No pun intended. Shout, shout out to Rogue Productions for for making that video. Yes. 
Um, the dog is whining, of course. That's your co-host, isn't it? Yeah. HHO podcast hosted by by me and Milo. <laughs> uh, I, I guess I, that kind of reminds me, not Milo, but um, when you said Rogue Productions, because they've done a lot for us. Um, a couple more of my, my memories have been the two banquets that I've attended. They're so amazing to see the support that we've got and, and just uh, meet people that are in the organization that you've talked to online or chatted with. Then you actually get to see them in person and hang out with them for a while. So those yeah. two things are also top on my list for memories. Yeah. And you, you, and you bring, bring up the banquet. You know, I want to, want to give a shout out to, to Chris's lady friend, Kim, for, for all the work that she does on these, these bigger events. You know, serving as the the special events director. Yeah, Kimberly, she she pours her heart and soul into it. And her and her and uh, Chris did a did a bang up job on the on the banquet. We did we did really nice, really nice banquet. Yeah, I think you know ha- having it at the the National Guard hangar there was was a pretty pretty nice touch. People being able to go go see a helicopter. You know, being in a in a hangar for the the entirety of the banquet. You know, kind of mm-hmm. adds, adds adds a nice touch to it. Well, and and it was also nice because she she helped to bring costs down, and you know the banquet was fully paid for uh, before anybody even showed up. You know, it was it was completely paid for. So yeah. you know, we started out with actually um, a profit on the banquet. So so that's really nice that we're getting into that that territory and. I, I was I was very grateful for for what they did because that's really helping the organization financially. Yeah, for sure. And then you know, t- talking about the the fundraising events that we do, I actually just got a got a text message from from our VP Chris. Um, they just hosted the Minnesota Golf Tournament was today, and it was completely sold out. All all the teams were filled, and early early estimation of you know the the money raised from that was forty five thousand dollars uh before any expenses are, are taken out of that so i think that's the the best year yet that that they've had in minnesota for the golf tournament yeah it's uh alicia kim chris eric they busted their butts uh trying to get that organized this year and it's the yeah fourth year there so to see that grow and uh i guess just getting teams to come back i mean chris started off with it and got it rolling and people have found out how much fun it is and they want to be a part of it so yeah it, was, it filled up pretty early this year yeah and we spoke to a guy at the golf course today that actually manages the course and he said for events like this you usually get 80 percent return so once people come, you'll get about 80% of the people that came the year prior. So, yeah. you know, yeah. this is our fourth year doing that and it sold out and it did wonderful. So it just kind of shows you where we're, where we're heading. Yeah. yeah. I think, you know, the, the, that 80% return is, is also a testament to, to how well that, that tournament is, is coordinated and, you know, the, the activities that they have going on there, there's, there's always a bunch of games at the holes from some of the hole sponsors and stuff like that. It's a, if, if you're in Minnesota, keep an eye out this time again next year, 
for that next next golf tournament. It's always always a good time at the the refuge golf course. Um, can't remember what what town it is in Minnesota, but uh, Oak Grove. Oak Grove. Yep. Yeah, Oak Grove. But yeah, it's Oak Grove. Yeah, and then to, you know, kind of kind of veer back into the trips. You know, talking about all this money that that was just raised at at that golf tournament. Um, you know, so and then at the beginning of this podcast, we talked about you know ninety ninety about ninety five percent of the the money raised going back towards our mission. Um, Jeff, you want to hit on hit a little bit on how many trips that we did last year in twenty twenty one, and then kind of you know what we what we're looking at so far for this year. If if you have that the, this year's number available, if not, we can we can throw it in later. I do not have the current tally at this point. Um, I know last year we were at about twelve hundred members taken out on trips. I don't know the number of trips because we had some that had fifty members and some that had one. Yeah, um, so it's all in between. Uh, but it was right around twelve hundred that we got out last year, which brings our our total since inception up to around 4,000, if I'm correct. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. And, you know, it's, it, it's not, not always easy planning, planning these trips either. Um, you know, you kind of want to tell, tell everyone what goes into some of the, the planning stages of you know, our, our field staff or, you know, kind of what you do when, when you plan your trips. Sure. So you come up with the idea of the trip you want to do, and then you got to lay the groundwork to do it. Um, if that trip involves a guide, then you need to get with your guides uh, of wherever you're doing it. So you're doing a fishing trip. you got to find the fishing guides on the lake you want to go to. Um, and then you, you, you talk to them, uh, try and negotiate a price or, or a maybe a donation. Uh, we do realize, of course, that you know this is their livelihood, and we do appreciate when they either donate all or a portion of their fees. Um, but like I said, we do understand that this is their livelihood and we don't want to, you know, with, with the donations and the fundraising that we do, we are able to pay them. So, yeah, and that's, that brings up a good point because when we first started, you know, it was, you know, just trying our hardest to, you know, get donated trips, get discounted trips, you know, get, get uh, people to donate money so we could fund these trips. You know, and that was, that was a lot of work. Um, and now we're in a position where, you know, we can, you know, we can pay, you know, we don't necessarily have to ask for discount. If they want to give them to us, I mean, obviously we'll take it, but, um, but it's nice to be able to just, you know, go to these guys, Hey, this is what I want to do. This is when I want to do it. You know, no problem. You know, that's, that's a really nice feeling. Yep. And you know, on that note, it's nice to get, maybe give back a little bit to some of those guys that have donated to us early on. Mm-hmm. We can actually give them some business. Yeah, I know during during COVID, um, whenever you know all the guides in in Minnesota and some of the other guides across our other chapters, you know they the the ones that you know they they haven't asked to ask for us to pay them a a dime. You know, I know we we kind of all decided as a board that we were gonna going to kind of for, force them to to take a some some money for some guided trips um to kind of ensure we really that, had to stronger on them <laughs> into taking the money they didn't want to yeah know? yeah and that, you know that's that, that that just goes to show the the kind of support that that we get from these people that you know they that them guiding or 
you know, their, their business is their livelihood. And that, that's how they put food on their table, on the table for their families. They, they don't ask, a ask a dime from, from us. Um, and then even when we, when we try to force them to take it, they still, still want to say no. Oh. Yep. So, um, when it comes to trips, once you get your guide all squared away, you got your date picked then the paperwork starts, we've got to put in the proper paperwork, you, uh, trip requests go up to your state lead, they approve it. And then if it's over a certain amount, comes up to the board level to get voted on. <clears throat> um, once that's all approved and everything's golden to go, um, that's when we get it posted up on the website. Um, that is a staff member is, is monitoring their posts. They're promoting it if they need to, um, answering questions about it. And then once uh, the drawing date comes along, they, they do the, they do the, the, the drawing, um, no, notify and reach all of the members that have been selected for the trip, which that in and in of itself can be a, a chore um so i guess on that note um anybody that's listening to this if you're going to sign up for a trip with us we just ask that if you can at all possibly attend the trip if you're selected it's a lot easier to have as many signed up that can go as it is to uh a lot easier than picking a bunch of alternates and scrambling to fill your trip so let's make it easier on our staff. And, and if you sign up a trip, let's make sure you can go, if at all possible. We understand that, that emergencies come up or things come up. We totally get that. But I didn't realize I had to work as kind of a getting into being an old excuse. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't think I've ever heard of. Hold on. Someone's echoing. Let me mute everybody. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize that, you know, everyone forgot about their, their children's birthdays and their, their anniversaries that come up. So it's, it's just kind of funny, but you know, we, we do this because we care and you know, there, there are things that come up, so we can't, can't really hold people at fault. Um, you know, people have other obligations. So there, there's always some, someone else that's willing to willing to step up and go on a free trip of some kind. And then, um, you know, mo- moving away from the, the trips, let's, let's hit on, we've been, been on here for almost 40 minutes now and we don't want to drag this on for, for super long. So Chris, you want to go over some of your favorite memories or achievements that you've seen either as the organization, uh, things that you've, that you've accomplished within the organization. Oh, sure. <clears throat> um, you know, I think establishing a state director role was probably one of my first accomplishments. Um, I think overall, my biggest accomplishment is is um, you know taking our members on trips. I mean, that's that's the bread and butter of what we do. You know, and I'll never I'll never stop doing that. And that's you know that's just ingrained in me now. And well, it always has been, I guess. But uh, but establishing um, you know a state director role, and it was actually kind of tough because. You know, when I first took that on, you know, I was the first state director HHO had, and it was just the board doing everything. And then them saying, well, okay, we're going to, you know, focus on expansion and here you go. Um, so it was kind of tough at first um, to get people off of the board and, 
you know, into a, you know, regimented system. Right. But uh, it worked out pretty nicely. Um, as far as like my favorite, my favorite trip, I'd probably have to say the, the moral mushroom foraging trip. Uh, because that's when that, that's when we broke the mold. Right. I mean, before that it was, you know, it was all fishing kind of sprinkling a couple hunt trips. That's what we did, you know, and that was the first time that somebody did something different, uh, you know, and, you know, and it kind of ingrained in people that like, Hey, we don't have to just do hunting and fishing trips. We can do anything outdoors. Yeah, for sure. That, 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 that trip was neat too. You know, they, they went out and, and did the foraging and then they, they did this, this big cooking class with, with everything that they found afterwards. That was, man, that was what, three and a half, three years ago. Three years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. They didn't even find any of the mushrooms, but they, they found all kinds of other stuff. And then their guide taught them, them how to, um, you know, how to cook with the stuff and, and make food. And that was, that was an all ladies trip too, which I think, I think is important that we, we, you know, give a shout out to that because, um, you know, it's nice to see that to get the gals in the outdoors too. So, um, there's a place for them in the outdoors as well. And so, um, and then I think, um, I think I'm currently working on my, what might be my biggest accomplishment. And that's the, the HHO heritage fund. Uh, my biggest goal with HHO is to not have any of our staff spending any of their own money. Right. And to reduce, uh, reduce the amount of fundraising that, that we actually have to do. Um, so that people can focus more on the mission and, and spreading the word and, and not having to ask for money so much. Um, and the HHO heritage heritage fund is a endowment um, that we set up. Well, Dan, you know, you work with me on it. Um, and that could potentially. The, 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 the people don't know though. The people don't know, but they do know. So, um, but you know, if we get enough money in that, that could, that could secure us for a hundred years, you know? So um, that's, that's my, what I'm thinking about every day and, and striving to, to achieve. And, um, and I think about that a lot. So, yeah. And shout, shout out to, to Thriving Financial, uh, J- Justin Bettinger over. And Drew Gerling. And Drew, Drew Gerling. Yep. You know, yep. they've kind of been the, been the, the guiding force behind, you know, how we, how we need to do that, you know, make sure that the, the policy that you, that you developed is, is, you know, going to be sustainable. Sure. And they also, I mean, they do a lot more than just helping nonprofits profits manage their um, investments, but uh, you know, they can handle your personal finances, retirement accounts, all that stuff. So uh, anything financial, you can go ahead and give them a shout. Yeah. And there's, and there, there, and there's going to be a couple, couple workshops that you guys are going to do or a, a yep. video that you put together kind of, showing people how to, how to donate to the specifically towards the heritage fund and you know, how that, how that money works, works to help HHO. Right. Right. So the video is just going to be about a minute and it'll just kind of be the the appetizer. Right. And just, we want people to join the workshop and that'll be the, you know, the entree we'll, we'll give them all the, you know, how to donate the benefits of donating, um, you know, the donation, the donating tiers and, you know, the stuff that they'll get for their, their donations. Yeah. So. And is that, is the workshop going to be, is that going to be a, a virtual workshop or are they going to have to have to be somewhere and att- attend in person? Uh, it'll be virtual. 
Okay, so, so be able to watch from their phone, computer, laptop, whatever. So it will, it will get, we'll have that post whenever that does come up. We'll get that posted onto a, onto all of our socials, so that way, that way everyone's made aware of it, and they can you know spend a spend an evening hopping in and and learning yeah, and, about it. And it's coming soon. Um, you know, we're we're working on getting the the scripting done and getting video, you know, getting video time. Now we got to you know. Uh, get it edited and stuff like that. But I would uh, guess that within the next couple of months, we'll have that out. So. Awesome. So, so keep your eyes peeled for that across our, our Facebook, LinkedIn, um, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, also sh- shout out to Chris for starting our LinkedIn. Uh, we, we, we started a brand new chapter. Thanks to the, thanks to LinkedIn. Not Oklahoma. too long ago. Yep. yep. So, and then, you know, kind of, we're, we got, Another 10, 15 minutes left. Um, and anything else that you guys want to want to give a, a shout out to any any states? Um, anything else that you want to mention that you feel the the, the yeah. listeners need to need to know? Yep, I would like to give a big shout out to all of our field staff. Um, it's easy for us to sit here, um, you know, at the the board level and and talk about the things we've done and and what we're achieving and all those great things. But, um, you know, I never, I, I want everybody to know that it's our field staff boots on the ground day after day, making the mission happen. That's really getting us where we need to be. So I just want yeah. to give a big shout out to our field staff. I, I agree. And, you know, ma- majority of the time, the the work that they do, they, they don't ask to be re- recognized for it or anything. You know, they, they, they spend their, their free time away, away from their family, their friends, you know, when they're, when they're off work, or even some some of them when they're when they're at work. Uh, mm-hmm. Hopefully, none, none of their employers are are listening in. But you know they yeah, they are give them a break. Yeah, they're they're planning these, and you know they they don't ask to you know have their name thrown out there. They they just do it out of the, the kindness of their heart. And the, this organization wouldn't be able to get anywhere close to the the twelve hundred people that we took out last year. Um, and then you know, I think I think this year we set the goal of of what seventeen hundred at our annual board meeting, fifteen to seventeen hundred. That was right, fifteen hundred. So, sorry, I I bumped that up two hundred, Jeff. So get to work. I'll work on that. <laughs> One trip, two hundred people. Perfect. I, I think Alan. I think Alan would be pissed if you did did one trip with two hundred people because then that that shit on his his lake of the woods and his barbecue event as being the biggest event that we do you know what if jeff can pull off 200 on one trip then more power to him i think he can do it so we've got a trip uh that we do this is going to be the second year um i say we as in team north dakota because i still live here um did a pheasant trip last year we had 25 members taken out um and the big sponsorship shout out to the minot vfw um they wanted to do a hundred this year. You get a hundred people out on on a pheasant trip. Yeah. Is that a? Is I mean, that maybe a, maybe it was fifty fifty to a hundred. I don't, I don't remember which, but either way, way too many people for for a pheasant hunting trip. Yeah. Is, is that is that is that one on a game farm or is that? No, it's like all land or private property. It's all private land. Uh, we partner up with the pheasants for the future uh, outfit out there, and it's all of their members that have either have land of their own or know of somebody who does that will let us on when when they you know they post their land and then they'll let us on 
Awesome. So, yeah, two two hundred people would be a crazy big, uh, crazy big trip. That'd be a big one. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, no, I, I think we're gonna we're on pace. I'm pretty sure to get that fifteen hundred. Awesome. Yeah, that, that that trip will be good. A lot a lot of people out there out there shooting shooting pheasants. So you know, and that I think that's that's one more thing that you know we should we should mention. You know, on on these trips that we do, you know, the I, I can't even put a number to it right now, but you know, on the the countless number of trips that we that we've hosted over the last four and a half years, I I think I can safe, safely say that we've never never had any any safety issues or any issues occur where where anyone you know hurt themselves damaged property or anything like that you know not, not knock on wood hopefully we don't so alan you you have any closing remarks you you always like to talk about something oh uh, no i i guess just say thanks to you know like like you guys said the field staff and then the folks that are just repeat donors for us that continue to give and support our mission uh i know pretty much every state they have you know a few guides that step up every year and i know here in minnesota we have a few guides that i don't even have to pick up my phone i can just bank on it at a certain point every year somebody is going to call and say hey uh i got an open date let's get a few of your guys out so um, it's great to have those folks around that just continue to support us. Yeah, de- definitely. And then, you know, the, uh, all the businesses, you know, we've, we've got big corporations that support us, you know, all the way down to small one, one or two man owned or operated businesses. Uh, there's prohibition barbers in Stillwater, Minnesota, where, where we consider our, our home. Uh, that's where our, our business address is. Um, Chris has got a, a bait shop that donates every year for the sturgeon events that he does. Uh, blue, uh, blue, blue cat, blue ribbon, yeah, blue ribbon blue. bait in uh, Oakdale, Minnesota. Yep. Yeah. Um, Je- Jeff over in over in North Dakota, they they've got you know the the VFWs that they, they always do do quite a bit. Um, I think that this year they they were the recipient of of the the state project, right? Uh, or or maybe maybe not. Two years ago, COVID year, yep. was the uh, we were the commander's project recipient. But yeah, uh, VFW um, East Bay Campground has, has been our host for my ice fishing trip every year. They're always good to us. Yeah, so. and then you know, up upcoming events that we have, you know, once once this podcast is released, we've got Team Minnesota has their has their bar, annual barbecue event. You know, it's more of a, more of a laid back fundraiser. Everyone kind of comes around there. There's a couple of silent auction things. And then, you know, it's a, it's a pretty family friendly event. Um, Team Texas has a, has a trap shooting competition coming up. Uh, Colorado's got a golf, golf tournament as, and so does Team Wisconsin. And then from there, I think, you know, Je- Jeff kind of mentioned some of the, some of the big trips that are coming up um, for the organization. Then Alan's got his hand up like he wants to talk about something. Yeah. uh, Texas. uh, 
Sean's organizing a barbecue cook-off down there uh, in his, uh, is it DeLeon? DeLeon, Texas? Yeah. DeLeon. DeLeon. One of us us said it right. Yeah. Yeah. In August, yep. Yeah, so that's a huge uh, undertaking right there to try to organize something like that. So if you're listening and you're in that area, go check it out. Uh, I believe it's been, was it posted on our HHO page yet? I know Sean's got it on his Facebook for sure. Let's take a take a look real quick while, while we're talking about it. And I want to say yes, it was. Yeah, it's on there. I know. I know both both Andy and Tony have been have been busy making sure that our our social medias are are up to date. So I, I imagine that that it's in there. Yeah, that's pretty cool though. Like Sean's just got it going on down there in Texas. Yeah, so I mean he's got fun that. activities. Yeah, plus he's got that relationship with uh, Cisco D Ranch. I mean they have been huge contributors to us. Yeah. Donating hunts and trapping events and all that. So let's be yeah, honest, yeah, Sean's got it going on wherever Sean is. And he has got a majestic Facts. beard these days. He does. Oh. And you guys, you guys, you guys are really like Sean, don't you? No, I mean crush on anybody in the organization, it'd probably be Sean Olsberg. Like if I if I were on Tinder. <laughs> I was just over there just swiping, you know. I mean, he is a North Dakota boy after all. Yeah. yeah. So and any anyways, enough enough of that. Not to make it awkward. Yeah, not not to make it awkward. Let's let's just steer steer back away from that. Um, you know, is and then for, for each of you, have you guys got any, you know, outside of HHO business, have you guys got any any personal trips or, you know, vacations planned, you know, that, that you're looking forward to as we're you know, getting to enjoy the at least a few months of warm weather. I got a, well, I'm doing, I got a musky trip coming up in a few weeks, me and one member. And then the walleye trip in July with, with Lonnie Goman out there with Green Bay Trophy fishing. Uh, personal trips. I mean, me and me and Kimberly are planning a trip to Antigua. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to, uh, to a nice getaway with, with my gal and no phones and some peace and tranquility for a week. <laughs> Man, you guys, you guys just went down to what Mexico? Not, not. Too, it wasn't too long ago, was it? Cabo last November, yeah. Cabo. So now we're going to the Dominican side. And Jeff, Jeff, you got anything, anything coming up? I you know, personally, I'm just gonna have a, an action-packed summer watching some fast-pitch softball. That sounds wonderful. Yeah, your daughter's crushing it. Yeah, she she did really well this year. I was super proud of her, um, and it's only gonna get better. And at Alan, what what do you got planned for for the summer outside? I mean, you got all your you got all your barbecue competitions coming up. And yeah, that's else? that's pretty much my summer. Um, I starting this coming weekend, I've got three contests in a row. We're going out to West Salem, Wisconsin, uh, the second weekend in June. Looking forward to that. going to try to meet up with some of the team Wisconsin guys while I'm out there. That's right in Sean Knobloch's back door. So if he's not out 
on the racetrack. Uh, hopefully you can at least swing by and get some leftovers and have a few beers and then don't don't uh, don't let those guys take you out to the bar or anything. Wisconsin likes to drink. And they, they get a lot. Yeah, of yeah. It's uh, that's pretty much it. And then November, uh, we're going down to Alabama for the KCBS World Invitational. If uh, gas prices will allow, so I'm excited for that. I'm gonna go down there and compete against the best, and maybe by then, who knows? We'll have somebody in Alabama that wants to start a chapter and we can go sit down and discuss HHO over some waffle house or something. Yeah. Yeah. You, you got to start using that, that upside app, you know, may, may, maybe we mentioned on here, they'll give us like a free, free sponsorship. Oh, oh, that would be, that would be lit for sure. Um, you know, and then, you know, as, as we wrap this up, you know, for, for all of our listeners that are, you know, vet, veterans, law enforcement are currently serving military, whether that be active duty reserve or national guard, you know, make, make sure that you're, that you're signed up on, on both our, our Facebook groups, hometown here, outdoors trips and hometown here, outdoors community groups on Facebook. And then make sure that you get registered as a member on our website as well. So that way you can see some of the, the trips that we have on the website and then the, the trips that we post up on Facebook. I think, you know, as, as we go into the summer months, there's always going to be a trip, new trip posted you usually you know at least a few few trips posted per week so there's plenty of opportunity to get out there um and then for everyone that that supports us you know we we thank you again we we said thank you you know numerous times and we can never say thank you enough um and for all those people that want to support us whether that be through monetary monetary means you know donating five ten dollars to the organization um or don't give in gifts in kind, just, you know, make sure to go on our website. You can, you can contact us through our website or you can, or you can donate directly through the website. If, if you're looking at doing a, a monetary donation and then, then get gifts in kind, you know, can be anything from, you know, equipment that we can use on the trips gear that we can give away to, to the, the people that we serve. And then, you know, we'll make sure that, Chris, Chris Ehrman, our, our treasurer, gets with you for a donation receipt, so that way you can get a get a tax write off for it. Um, and then we'll go from there. We got Alan pointing his finger at me. Um, and then you know, as as always, for the, the those that we serve, if if you're going through a going through a hard time, you know, everyone transitions out of the military or deals with you know the things that they dealt with, you know, while while they're in differently, and then law enforcement as well. I know, you know, last episode we talked pretty in depth about some of the issues that that law enforcement face you know if if you ever ever need 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 to listen to ear and you know someone to talk to that and you don't necessarily get out on a trip you know make sure to make sure to contact us on our website on each individual chapter page we've got our our assist trained uh individuals listed on there with their phone numbers or you know as as always call the Call the crisis support line um, at 1-800-273-8255. And on that note, we will see you guys next episode. And thank you for listening. Thanks, guys. For more information about Hometown Hero Outdoors, visit our webpage at www.hometownherooutdoors.org.